Welcome to the Global Business Insights Podcast, brought to you by PSL. I'm your host, Max Kent, and I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Charlotte de Brabant. In Series 2, Beyond Business, we delve into the captivating journeys of the world's most exceptional business leaders, entrepreneurs and professionals. Our mission is not only to ignite inspiration and knowledge for the next generation, but also to illuminate the path for those currently navigating challenges. Join us as we uncover the remarkable stories that transcend traditional business narratives and offer a beacon of hope and guidance. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, and welcome to our Global Business Insight podcast. And today I'm thrilled to have a phenomenal guest speaker with us today, all the way from New York, Matthew. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you so much, Charlotte and Max. I'm delighted to speak with you and, and your listeners. Maybe, Matthew, just to kick off the conversation for our listeners, could you just briefly uh, just describe your, your, your background a little bit? Sure. Uh, well, currently I'm a, a teacher. I teach at Columbia University and NYU. I teach uh, business strategy and marketing communications. Um, and previously, I started my career, this is about the fourth career for me, I started in advertising, working on things like Campbell Soup and Miller Beer. Um, I helped Hyundai come into the United States um, and then went over and worked for consumer product companies uh, like Snapple and Bic and went back into the consulting world and working with a big digital agency. And, and then about uh, 10 years ago, I started teaching um and doing consulting work and uh, it's really been um a nice uh, sort of the nicest part of my career absolutely i couldn't agree more especially i do so much teaching my free time and that's the little bit of giving back right and and that whole fulfillment uh that that you get out of it afterwards and and inspiring our talents of the future but yeah. maybe while we are on that aspect, um, maybe you could just quickly share a little bit more on, on your journey from the whole element of from um, consumer product brand management to your current role as a um, adjunct professor and, and founder of Rocket Market Development. Yeah, so it's, you know, it really was a nice transition because, you know, going from doing things and, you know, launching products and helping to combat a lot of the companies that I worked with were smaller companies going up about uh, very large ones where you have to be more agile, more nimble, more creative, um, which I really like that challenge. And so it's given me a lot of uh, stories and a lot of, you know, examples that then I can use into the classroom. And it's funny is, is that some of the things I came back and and studied later from more of a theoretical perspective like so for example i taught a course on uh, the dynamics of persuasion and uh and then i looked back and i said that's why those things worked or that's why that didn't work so it's been a really nice um sort of the combination and both columbia and nyu are very encouraging of sort of having this combination between the practical um, and the theoretical, more of this uh, this academic uh, practitioner model. 
sounds incredibly interesting, Matthew. I mean, I've been a lifelong learner in sales and, and business. Um, the dynamics of persuasion is um, something I've uh, worked around, <laughs> worked with. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to love to know more about that. Is there any more you can tell us about that? Um, well, you know, sort of actually it's funny. It goes all the way back to Aristotle, you know, in terms of some of the very dynamics in terms of the ethos, pathos and uh, uh, logos, you know, in terms of having, yeah. you know, needing to have the, you know, the, the, the who the person is, the brand, you know, is so critical element. And then the factual in terms of the, the reasoning. And then there's also the emotional aspect of it. And, you know, I started my career in advertising and we use that combination, never really thought of it in that way. But, you know, as we were having experts. So, for example, I mentioned uh, Hyundai. So we helped Hyundai come into the country and this was in the mid to late 80s. And no one had ever heard of this company. It was this uh, South Korean company that manufactured. And so what we did was is that uh, Americans weren't just going to buy something because it was a low-cost, inexpensive car. They had a bad experience a few years previously with, there was a Yugo, which was out of Yugoslavia. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I remember But yeah. it, was, it was a car and driver named it the, uh, the worst car ever made. And the consumers were calling it the, not the Yugo, but the no-go. So here it was two years later where Hyundai tried to come in. So what we did was is that we, um, through advertising and through through marketing, we established Hyundai as a company. The fact that here it was the largest shipbuilder in the world, the it was one of the largest construction companies, that it was this huge company that you had never heard of. And so we established that credibility and then four months later, then we said, oh, now, by the way, Hyundai is coming in with a, a car. Um, and so then people had that um, acceptance, the willingness to try. Um, and it was, um, it was one of the most, it was actually the, the, the best, uh, well received in terms of the fastest car uh, new car sales in the history of the industry fascinating hearing that and it's and it's i mean they've done just done a big push on it in the uk where you say hyundai in the uk everyone called it hyundai so they've just <laughs> done a big a big push on this is how you say it so it's amazing to hear that whole strategic planning phase that goes on before the actual product is dropped in to get yeah. everyone's psychology sort of ready and, and primed for that delivery. Yeah, so we, it's, it's really yeah, we interesting were, to hear. Yeah, we were worried that they were going to call it, you know, high and dry, you know, which isn't <laughs> great for, uh, you know, having no. a, a, a an automobile that you have to rely on it. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, okay, so moving on slightly, congratulations on your book. We've, um, I must read it. Um, make it in America. So I, I will I will promise to read that. Um, just wondering what motivated you to, to write it and what sort of key lessons we could we could learn from that and our readers could. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, the book was published last December. So we're just coming up on one year of it now. And uh, it's a story it's that I have been doing in addition to teaching, I was doing consulting work and particularly helping 
um, international companies come to the United States. And there's just commonality in terms of struggles. And then in particular, there was one that really was an epiphany in 2016. Um, we were helping a company, it was a French technology company. It was founded just a few years previously and they had done a really good job. They had several hundred large customers all over Europe. And then in the late 2015, they sent a sales team over to the US to open up the US market. And the sales team spent about 10 months wandering around trying to get um, sales. They got meetings, but nothing ever closed. And so then they hired myself and my business partner, who's a, um, and what we did is, is that we did um, some intensive research and really helped them in terms of looking at the market, identifying who were the best prospects, what were they looking for, um, what was the value proposition, how to reach them. And then from that six months project, they then went on to then um, get a foothold in the US. And then in 2020, they were succeeded. They received $70 million from Goldman Sachs to help expand you know, in the US. So it was a really good. And then about the same time, I was doing some work with some of the uh, chambers of commerce, the uh, Italian-American Chamber of Commerce, the German-American Chamber of Commerce, uh, the French and the Italian. And um, in discussions with them, they were saying, yeah, this is a really big problem. This is that companies, they come over here and they figure, they say, oh, we'll figure it out when we get there. And they say it's such a, you know, there's really a need for having that information and sort of getting that even just, as I say, it's like entering with eyes wide open you know, knowing what questions to ask, you know, what are the potential issues and problems? And the book has, um, in addition to covering all of the bases about finance and marketing and cultural, it also has 15 different case studies. We're showing how different companies that tried to enter in the US, you know, where they struggled, how they overcame it, and each one of them has four lessons from each one of the case studies. Wow, thank you so much for sharing, Matthew. And I also cannot wait to read the book, to be honest. Um, you were mentioning your previous consulting experience, and um, and if we could just briefly touch on the whole um, rocket market development. Um, maybe you could just elaborate on the mission and and then further services offered by US Accelerator under rocket market development. And how do you assist international companies then entering and scaling in the US? And this is very yeah. relevant for me as well, just because I myself work for a German company in and and trying to scale more in the US. So yeah. I'm very intrigued. Yeah, so the company started in two. We started it in two thousand and fourteen, and the um, the focus has really just evolved over time to really focus in on entering new markets, and uh, you know, particularly you know, a lot of our work is now for the most part with international companies. We have a couple of U.S. But for the most part, it's international companies um, and really our mission is, is really to help them, 
you know, succeed in entering and scaling, entering and scaling in the U.S. market and succeeding by the things that we help them to do is, is to provide them with um, intelligence and guidance. Um, we typically will bring in experts, whether if they need, whether it's um, legal experts, um, help in terms of finance area, hiring, we'll bring in experts and connect them with them. But it's, you know, to help in just in terms of even just finding the right resources. So that's, um, so that's a lot of what we do. Right now, we've, we're currently working on some things where we're just sort of giving what I call like a market test or a market study. So it's a company, I can't say who it is, but it's a, sure. a company that's thinking of bringing their brand and entering the U.S. They're a little bit, they've heard horror stories about how expensive it is, about how they've seen other companies that came and failed and left. So what we're doing is, is we're doing a, a deep dive into, well, what is the market that has potential for them? Who are the competitors? What are the opportunities? And then also, well, how much is it going to cost in terms of, you know, that that's a big thing for them too, is how much they're, they need to invest in order to, uh, to enter. And it's a, incredibly a interesting. Of, I mean, it's, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry to cut across. I mean, just that from both Charlotte and my point of view, we both work for international companies that have a footprint or have, as Charlotte said, tried to get a footprint into the US. The bit I'm sort of getting from, from you in this conversation is, you know, make it in America is, you know, you talk, some people talk about the American dream and anyone can make it in America and all that sort of stuff. The, I think it's, what the book actually is is how to make it in america if you're going to enter because just like um companies i've worked with entering into the uk it's different it's a different culture it's not that you just throw a load of marketing budget at it and it will just work there's all those cultural differences that you know that you need to understand and and working with experts in the business like yourself that's where business could save themselves an absolute fortune by working with you to enter the market in the right way. So it's just, it's a massively interesting topic for me and being experienced and seen it fail actually. So yeah, it's um, yeah. keen to know any yeah, more whole, on, insights. Yeah, on the that. whole cultural area is really interesting. So I did, I, I partnered with uh, the group actually out of Finland, um, the Hofstede, um, it was fed up based on the Hofstede research and they have Hofstede insights. And what they've done is, is they've taken um, Goethe Hofstede or doc, uh, Dr. Hofstede was really the, the founder of cross country cultural research and communications. And he, they've been studying this for over 30 years and keep on in terms of improving the model and testing and whatever. But what they found is they found along five different key dimensions that countries are different. People in different countries are different. And understanding those, you know, is really, you know, so for example, just look at the element of time. You know, there's a certain perception of what, you know, is in the U.S. You know, some people will think we're, you know, you go down to India or Mexico or some other and they think we're overly punctual. You know, ask the Swiss or the Germans and, oh, those, you know, the Americans are very lax, <laughs> but understand. So that's just one of the dimensions. And there are a lot of it. So that was fascinating. And so what I, in the book, I, I give people a, a framework or an, a tool for them to then apply to their own situation. It's just like in teaching. You know, it's not yeah. like we're giving them 
the knowledge, but we're giving them the tools so then they can figure it out and then they can be successful. Yeah, for sure. I was wondering how you balance the teaching with in your role in that with the accelerator programs and the other work you're doing, but it sounds like it's quite linked. Is that fair to say? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of similarities, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the in teaching, you know, it just as in consulting, you know, you have to apply rigor, you know, there needs to be discipline, there needs to be really, you know, that level of really getting in challenging what might be, you know, sort of perceived to be common knowledge or perceived truths. Um, you need to be very creative in terms of coming up with solutions, engaging students. Um, you need to create an environment. So I often, when I work with consulting clients, I, I work directly with the senior leaders and it becomes really more of a collaboration and a partnership in the best cases. Um, I've also had projects where they said, okay, you just go do this. But in the best cases, you know, it's working in partnership with them and really developing this mutual learning and discovery. Um, and then the other part is just sort of my DNA and what I've sort of learned and love in both teaching and consulting is like getting satisfaction by helping others and seeing them grow and seeing them survive, so, thrive, not survive. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> they survive, <laughs> but, uh, but hopefully thrive. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, you get a lot of satisfaction of it. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's, you know, that's what, what makes me happy. I relate with that very much, especially this this giving back aspect and seeing them be better than you can ever imagine yourself to be and helping yeah. them to grow. And that's very much been my philosophy also when leading my team. So if it's the team or if it's a class of, of talents, you want them to do well and, uh, and gear them up with all the what wisdom you can share with them right um yeah. but maybe if we if we just go a little bit more into into teaching which is also my passion um could you provide a little bit a little bit more maybe insights um into the industry insider course which you developed at columbia university and how does this course address all this dynamic nature of the marketing communication industry yeah, so it's a course that I developed. It's um, at Columbia. There's a, a students are getting a master's in strategic communication, and we have a very big uh, international population with people from all. I think it's like sixty different countries that that have come in, and so coming to New York and coming to this industry is often very new to them. So this is a core course that they take as that they first entering the program, and the purpose of it is is to give them an exposure to learn about, well, what is the communication and marketing industry? You know, who are the players? How are the pieces? What's happening? Um, and being in New York and being associated with Columbia, I'm very fortunate is, is that I get to bring in um, people and we do exercises and workshops with the students. This past semester, I had um, a chief a communications officer from Colgate Palmolive. Um, I had the chief branding officer from Google. I had senior people from MasterCard. It came into the, uh, someone from Adidas that um, came into the classroom and it's in it. One thing is just sharing, but then also interacting with the students and really um, 
you know, hearing their thoughts and expanding. And um, I tell the students this, this is that uh, my secret is, is that I learn more than they do. Because you're right that the, the industry is changing all the time. You know, right now the hot button is about AI and how that's going to influence things. And, um, you know, all of those things we're exploring. And what I try to do is, is that give the students not the answers, but a way and sort of how they can uh, figure things out and understand what's happening and then be on the lookout for things that are going to be happening because, you know, the life cycle of, uh, of any course is probably the information is maybe a, a two years at most. Makes sense. It's massively inspiring. I mean, it's just, it's you know sort of thing where I could I'd love to do a course like that. And it's you know I could imagine I'd learn a huge amount from you doing it. I'd love to go to Columbia University and actually do that myself. But you know it's it's I can imagine in in this sort of business environment, it's a very different environment to teaching school children, for example, because you're collaborating with people who are coming from the industry, so they've got their own knowledge, and you will obviously learn from what they're telling you and then lead their thoughts. So it's. It's a different environment to something I've I've not done a master's degree, and that, that I'd love to be in that environment. It sounds like a really collaborative sort of learning experience. Yeah, it's um, it's also it's um, you know, it's it's also very hard in terms of teaching. The one book that that we were given was called "The Courage to Teach," in the sense that you know, as a teacher, you're going out there and you're really exposing yourself because you know, is is that if you're in a classroom and you see the teacher who's faking it or making up things, you know, the students know in a second. So, you know, you really, um, you know, it's hard work, but it's so satisfying. Yeah, I can imagine how rewarding it is. Um, so just on your professional journey, we've, a lot of these podcasts have been about the professional journey of people. Um, has any of those kind of your previous roles, I'm sure, have shaped, you You know, how, how you work with your students and work with your clients right now is there any sort of particular moments you could share that might help uh, us understand well, that a bit it, further yeah well i think it's always been i've been fortunate whether i was working in advertising or i was working on the marketing side it was always about um launching new products about entering new markets about you know not keeping the status quo but sort of always pushing and moving and so that was sort of, um, you know, something that uh, I really appreciate the challenge and, you know, get tremendous satisfaction. It's it's amazing or such a kick. Yeah, I can walk through a supermarket and take a look at some of the products that I helped to to introduce. Um, and that also translates in terms of now helping with international companies, you know, that same thing about entering new markets and in some ways it's even more challenging because as you had said there's you know the cultural changes there's our legal the u.s legal system and yeah you know, it's you know so complicated and you know um difficult to maneuver through so you know helping people in terms of you know we don't make it easy but the the benefit is is that you know there's such huge potential upside you know, and that companies could can come here and, you know, every, you know, all of there's so many companies that I could mention is, is that within less than a year, all of a sudden the U.S. becomes their largest market 
yeah. and it's dwar dwarfing all of their other ones. So there's such huge potential, um, but you got to kind of do it right and having, you know, really the right people that can really be your trusted advisors and helping you along the way. Absolutely. And just let's stay on the whole notion of, of teaching and, and sharing. You also teach a master's degree at NYU, actually, for integrated marketing, right? The right. whole program. So how do you see that field evolving and what skills do you believe are just crucial for professionals in integrated marketing today? Yeah, so the, and the NYU is similar to... Um, Columbia, it's a little bit, NYU is a little bit more, it's a much bigger program, so we have a lot of um, uh, narrower paths in a way. So, um, but it's very similar in terms of, you know, the challenges of both marketing and communication. You know, some of the students go into more uh, specified tracks, for example, digital marketing or getting into um crisis communication or things like that so it's a little bit more um specific and there's sort of this whole thing about whether you sort of need to be both a generalist and have a gen i call it being t-shaped you need to know a little bit about everything and then having one thing that you really know and you really are terrific at so um I think both of the programs help you to do that. I love that. Um, I'll, and I'll th I think I'll think about being trying to make myself T-shaped and uh, have that. Uh, yeah, because it, it makes sense, doesn't it? You've got your one lane that you know, and then you branch out and have understandings of the other areas of your business. And I think, you know, I'm a CEO of my own company. I have to understand those things. But there are other people in the business that know more about the other elements. So yeah, makes total sense. Um, uh, I mean, it's been a fantastic conversation. I've been really enjoying it. Is there anything else you can sort of share in terms of challenges along the way? I'm sure it's it's not been uh, uh, a plain sailing all the way as it, as it is for anyone. I mean, certainly there's been challenges in my career and it's only, only really just beginning. So, yeah, anything you can share that will help yeah. our listeners, you know, and, and, and inspire them would be massively helpful. Yeah, no, I, I think that I've been very fortunate in terms of being able to then maneuver from, you know, one industry to another industry and be able to then take along with me, like some of the learnings that, you know, so for example, some of the early learnings I had working on Campbell's Soup, which is one of the largest, yeah. you know, uh, consumer packaged goods, you know, some of the things, so some of those same principles apply and then being able to then use that into different. So I've been very fortunate of, you know, moving across different categories, whether it's technology and, you know, I think that the the big thing I've always been is just being very curious, you know, and then under, you know, trying to figure something out. Advertising was a great place to start because you, you know, you moved every six months or eight months, you moved from one category, one category, one year I was working on on computers and then the next one I'm working on beer and then the next one I'm working on cars. And you have to be a real quick study and to move from one to the other. And that, that uh, skill um, and maybe it's just comfort level, you know, has really stead me well. So I've, I've been very fortunate that way. Matthew, well, thank you so much for sharing your insights today. 
been a very, very and and for your time. It's been very inspiring for me, I have to say. Absolutely. Like likewise for me, Matthew, it's been a fantastic conversation. I could talk to you for a lot longer about all of this and <laughs> and really kind of get into the detail. Um, maybe we'll do long form podcasts at some point and have you back on to get into further detail on this because I think it's absolutely fascinating. Terrific. Um, any further final comments you want to share for our listeners please let us know where we can uh, where they can get hold of your book yeah. we'll obviously put links in the in the descriptions and everything when we Terrific. publish but yeah please yeah. share yeah so the name of the book is called make it in america how international companies and entrepreneurs can successfully enter and scale in u.s markets and it was published by wiley publishing in uh, december of 22nd it's available on you know Amazon and all the leading bookstores and um, so that's and then uh, my company is called US Accelerator and the website is usaccelerator.biz. Okay, wonderful. I cannot wait to read it. I mean right now is the time that I'm really looking out for these inspirational books and after this conversation I cannot wait to see you one time in person in New York actually. Definitely. It's Yes, a lot more I, to I, talk about. I look, I look forward to that. Well, thank you both so very much. You're and very welcome. Thank you once thank again. Thank you so much. And then also Terrific. thank you to our listeners once again for, for tuning in and be aware for a lot more future discussions coming up with various thought leaders to share their personal stories. So thank you once again and have a good rest of the day. <laughs>